0: Ain't nothing, ain't nothing better than water out of a box. It looks like a milk jug, you know? It's like, is he drinking milk or is I he thought he drinking was drinking water? oat
1: milk or something, yeah.
0: Uh, um, hey, speaking of milk, oat yeah. milk. Milk. M-E-L-K. milk, M-E-L-K, milk. Milk spoiling. I think that I was the person back in the day who accidentally coined a thing that was our other podcast, Perfectly Acceptable Podcast. Spoiling? Spoiling, there are a lot of things most of my life is a collection of things that i regret but that i'm always like god why did i say that that is a kind of a you're spoiling up there yeah but let let me tell you i'm spoiling right now for how good this book is i will spoil how much i love these these three issues but uh this little arc that we're about to break into i love it i love it so much
1: batman in quarantine episode 14 the dawn of a new week it, this is going to be issue 672 but i kind of consider it the march toward batman rip is where we're at right now uh with you as always is me jeff and
2: you're by yourself <laughs> oh, man.
1: oh there are two episodes on this feed that are me by myself that i am actively avoiding anybody hearing but
2: <laughs> no i'm, I'm roman I'm, I'm excited to be here today
0: I'm Justin, and I am all jacked up on Satanicus aesthetic, and I am (laughs) excited to be here, too. Dudes, I think I just might be a Satanist. I just, I love it and stuff so much when when it's that, you know.
1: I love the casual, just the, guys, I think I might be a Satanist. I've been thinking about it.
0: Yeah, you know, if Django can... Come over and teach me how to paint my walls all blood red. Oh, God. You know? (laughs) I'm just into the aesthetic. No. Django as satanic interior designer.
1: Wow. (laughs) It seems like a remarkably successful business opportunity. A business. He just comes and paints
0: any nook that you have with that horrifying blood red color that his his nook has but i'm into it there's some yeah i think
1: ironically right now he's only been on the podcast for episode 666 the satan episode and then the all text joker clown at midnight episode so
0: which that might as well be from the vantage
1: from a vantage of someone who's only listened to batman in quarantine Django seems like a (laughs) a1 fan of the debo. Um, but right here we are at uh, episode six or issue six seventy two. This is the first issue after the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul mini series crossover event that everyone heard our Gangbusters explosive episode for last week, um, and this one brings us more Tony Daniels art, which Love is it. awesome. Especially because in modern day Batman continuity, he's one of my favorite Batman artists. But it's really interesting to watch him cutting his teeth as he moves through all this uh because it doesn't inherently look like tony daniels to me so um, it doesn't
0: have that gloss he's so into now it's not quite as shiny it's
1: not as shiny and i <laughs> think that yeah. maybe even batman rip is not quite as shiny i think that no. something between batman rip and then those afterwards issues that took place in that time like something between those two things because that is very glossy and muscular and you gotta shine on you gotta shine on. Um, This is an arc that is following up on the three ghosts of Batman that has been an undercurrent through this whole Batman run so far, but is also, um, I think, a pretty confusing thing to the uninitiated.
0: Yeah, this is where you realize you've been dosed with uh, Luciferian acid. (laughs) Like, you're like, oh, this Batman story's been kind of weird, and then all of a sudden it's like...
1: Luciferian acid is one of the first things that they give you when you join the satanic cult, you know? It's like, here's your Luciferian acid, here's your holy water, don't drink that in case of emergency. Don't drink
2: that. Don't use all the acid at once. Parse parse it out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, here's your weird kind of flamethrower Upside down cross mask that you can put on, just like this guy here. Oh
1: man, with his yeah, I only after you just saying that made me I'm looking at the big space medicine credit page there. And yep, that's an upside down cross for his breathing holes. So yep. Um the the broad stroke summary (laughs) of this issue is that the third Batman, uh, as predicted by Bruce's dream several issues ago, uh, has made its way to Gotham. It is also In my interpretation, the same third Batman that appears in Batman 666, uh, we know that he's the third police officer. We don't necessarily know exactly what that means, but we know that there are some police officers who've turned bad as Batman. And this is, at least in the modern timeline uh, of Bruce, the first appearance of that third Batman. Mm -hmm. And there's a fight.
0: I love it so much. Yeah, he shows up, he starts burning stuff, he shows his badge, he talks to Gordon... Gordon's like, Whoa, dude, what the hell? You kind of look like Batman, but you're real mean. And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna burn it all down. And I'm like, I get that, but come on. uh... So
1: you're gonna burn it all
2: down? Do you have to? Yeah, come on. Do we do we know? And he's asking about I assume a commission the guy who was commissioner when this guy was a cop. Vane. Has Commissioner Vane been does anybody notice? Is he somebody from year one? I mean,
1: he's a rather obscure character from Detective Comics one hundred and twenty one from March nineteen forty seven. Is that oh, the wow.
0: Batman Zurinar book? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I
1: used to own this book. I got rid of it in a yard sale after never reading it and then decided <laughs> that upon doing this podcast, I should get it just as... I, I have collected uh, an obscure collection of ancillary information um, about I love this run. Seminar. Oh, that's
2: sweet. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So there's actually a couple character appearances in these issues. This book, The Anatomy of Zurinar, Understanding Grant Morrison's Batman Run by Sequart organization is written by cody walker who's a college english professor and i cannot imagine feeling like i know enough about any grant morrison work to write a book on it and i don't think that he does but <laughs> it is nice to see i go to people. the class yeah i would go to the class for oh, yeah. sure yeah <laughs> um but yeah apparently commissioner vane is a character a, an obscure commissioner from before commissioner gordon but uh, because this issue references and ties into an experiment that Batman underwent um, that actually happened in, you know, the original continuity of Batman comics. It's it was... genius.
0: It's fucking genius, you guys, that he pulls on this stuff and makes it better. And, like, this guy is from that time, so he thinks that that's still the commissioner. Like,
1: It was Batman 156, so, I you know, it. probably... Wow. For the 50s um that yeah. storyline happened of him going an isolation experiment which is a really big part of this story but yeah he's the batman devil shows up and he's demanding to talk to commissioner vane and gordon is just like that guy doesn't live here anymore bat debo
0: and i'm just trying to look fancy in this tux but i guess i'll go one-on-one with you and uh bat devil blows up some policemen and bruce is like what doing what new bruce wayne does and is jumping out of an air balloon in the city
1: yeah so in order to raise it's a charity event he and jezebel jet who is the princess from a, uh, a different country that he has been dating they are jumping skydiving out of a hot air balloon to raise money um and what i thought was interesting is that the way that that situation is introduced, we just cut to a news broadcast of several women. It looks kind of like The View, but also uh-huh. Vicky Vale is one of them. And they're summarizing Batman and Jezebel Jet's uh, celebrity relationship right now. And it says, how soon before they start stockpiling orphans? Which to me feels like a topical reference to Brad Pitt and Jennifer... Uh, or sorry angelina jolie who were adopting like they were the high point of celebrity relationship at this moment in time and they were adopting a lot of orphans which is just sort of like oh grant you and your topical early 2000s references no i love it and uh
0: probably ages us run but i i remember that time when you know brad and angelina were just doing all this stuff that couples do but it was juicy you know oh yeah culture cared about it for some, for some reason.
1: But I like touching on Vicky Vale's perception of Bruce Wayne, just cause like that is, she's widely regarded as one of the few like actual Batman girlfriends, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to have her just say, I hope he's happy. Anything else happened? Like try to move on from it was, was interesting. I guess I appreciate having this small insight into Bruce and Jezebel Jett dating while also being celebrities and trying to do this thing and ultimately the bat signal comes on while they're going to be skydiving. And he just says like, well tell Jezebel I got like, I overshot the landing and I got lost in the streets. And then we just get this giant one page, beautiful glory shot of Batman, like in a weird ass pose diving into a, a streetlight. But I, I like that insight into their relationship because if she's going to play an important role, we need to see how Bruce could be evolving a relationship with somebody because that right. is a thing that is generally so outside of like the Batman persona. I, I could even use more of that to make their relationship believable. For sure. Um, You know, I
0: I think even in maybe one of these episodes, I said that I didn't care about their relationship at all. But after you saying that and reading it, it's like, well, if they just like implied it and never showed it, then that would feel super fabricated. So it's good that we're seeing, you know, date night every now and then to remind us like, okay, he is no matter how delusional trying to forge another life. And it, it's more believable when you see them, even if it's more believable when you see them jumping out of <laughs> air balloons in the middle of the city, but you know, when yeah, it, this, this issue when, and when he's, t- when he's talking to
2: Alfred before they go up in the balloon, this was the first issue that I felt like, okay, Jezebel Jet's a real character um, Right. I can understand why bruce is thinking the way he is about her
1: well you're a classic historian actually please finish your thought and then i have a question for you oh just it also really made me yet again miss alfred
2: um though it is pretty silly why is alfred like running the hot air balloon and stuff like a (laughs) professional hot air balloon pilot sir (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah well you learned that in mi6 i guess yeah um you've as far as i know read every issue of batman that's ever existed along with every other comic that's ever come out um do you has can you unpack it all like a history of seeing bruce or batman date or have romantic interests is it a thing that you feel like has been done well at times or not done well at times does this seem believable was there a is there a sort of high watermark for what you consider the depiction of Bruce or Batman actually being able to have a relationship? Yeah. Um, there is uh, uh silver St. Cloud. Um, oh I yeah. Think was, you brought her up before.
2: Yeah. I think she was introduced during Inglehart and Marshall Rogers run on Batman. Um, that also introduced, you know, the Joker fish and all that. And then they brought her or no, Kevin Smith brought her back when he, I think in his first Batman series.
1: Yeah. coffee Yeah.
2: Yeah, so until Catwoman recently, that was, like, the love of Bruce's life, the closest he ever got to, I think, in one of the stories he did actually propose to her or, or maybe in Kevin Smith's story. Okay. But yeah, that was the most serious one. And, and yeah, in this issue, I mean, Jet is starting to, to seem like, well, maybe she could be in, be in that category because there's only been, like, I don't know, two or three serious relationships in Bruce's life romantically
1: yeah outside of like the tom king catwoman stuff of the last couple of years which i do think is done really really well yeah yeah and and that's now
2: the high water mark for his relationships i mean even above st cloud
1: um, we get to see a flash of Jeff and Justin's favorite Bane Batman. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> Stinky boy. i actually forgotten about boy. that one and they show him. I'm like, oh my God, look at this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, he was a handful of issues back. He's the second of these Batmans. But, you know, as, as we're Satan Batman is, you know, with Gordon trying to get Batman to show up so they can have their, their conflict he he mentions, like, there are three of us. You're right. There's me and Bronca. And me and Yeah, Bronca. A family Bronca. 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 But, yeah, those are all such, like, cop names, like Bronca and muller
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I, says, I don't know. I let Bronca out before I came here, and that was a moment, like, there are instances in these couple of issues that I love of things being a little confusing like time frames and when was what and so like it's like okay did bronca get kidnapped again after he fought batman and then he just got let out again or did he let bronca out before which is how he had the first fight with bruce and then we had the resurrection of raz al Ghul, where we were gone for like a week and now we're back like some time frame stuff was a little hard for me to follow yeah yeah it was
0: i read it as after Bruce defeated Bronca, remember he left him just laying there, and the cops ran up, and were like, "Yo, dog, you can't be like murdering prostitutes and like beating them or whatever it is that you're he doing." Disappeared.
1: In that. Oh, did he disappear? Or maybe that was the first time that he beat up Batman. But I couldn't I just remember. Re- yeah, and that's my point. It's been, it's been, you know, Batman six 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 and the Black Glove and the resurrection of raz al ghul since we've touched this three batmans story arc so it, while very good it's like okay that was probably nine ten or eleven months ago in the reading world It For might sure. have been kind of hard to um no justin you're right he he is beating the shit up and laying in the streets and the cops show up to find his body
0: yeah so I think he let him back out, and since Bronca is just this shattered, disgusting monster of a human, just like the first thing he's gotta do is like gotta go to that abandoned train train station, gotta go back down there and be stinky and disgusting um we so
1: murder people
0: yeah he's he's doing his whole bronca thing down there the and uh <laughs> yeah, scary guy
1: so so this is. So I, I kept sort of questioning like, okay, is this actually the first Batman that we had already seen with the gun or is this the devil one? And upon rereading it and looking into it, it, you know, it doesn't feel like it's that first guy. It is the third one who comes back in 666, but this is Batman's first sort of modern day encounter with that character.
0: Well, there's that past, there's an old issue where he meets three of them in like actual DC continuity. Okay. And I think when he says, Oh, I had that, what he's talking about when he thinks he had a dream, I think that's a reference to... To an
1: actual old issue?
0: Yeah, where there were three other Batman. Um, Okay. And, you know, then they just got spookier.
1: They just got spookier. Batman shows up here, and Commissioner Gordon is there, and he starts just, like, he goes into the fact that Debo Batman is trying to take down Commissioner Gordon, so he just jumps into, like, fighting this evil Batman. And evil Batman has a pretty handy way with him it seems like yeah
0: he's got that amazing kick that seems to define physics but when you have thighs like that in that one oh, shot yeah like man that is a hell of a thigh batman's like descending upon this guy laying on the ground incapacitated because batman threw a battering through his arm yeah so he just like handstands and thigh blasts batman up into the air and upside or like on his back onto the bat signal on the roof That's then
1: the following page. Our Batman has a pretty good thigh kick as well. There's some thigh action in this, like (laughs) a couple bat thighs that are just. I think
0: they're sizing each other up. Yeah, it's like how you know. I know he's trained well. He says that, but the only way to really know is put his thighs to a test. What's the
1: diameter? What's the (laughs) circumference of your thigh? I'm nine and a half inches. (laughs) You look to be about eight and a half inches. I am the superior thighter. (laughs)
0: oh um but he surprised them with that like yogic kind of break dancy back kick um careful batman
1: what we yeah roman this fight this issue do you have anything to unpack yourself here before we go into the sort of closing act of of this issue
2: not i do not not yet i mean it's a it's a great fight it's surprising when you know when uh uh Devil Batman shoots bat shoots our Batman in the chest, and there is I do have a question about that, because um, I want to know what what do you guys the three panels shot on page ninety eight. Um, oh, the final panel is Batman's like is surprised because he's been it was right after Jim's been shot, and Batman's like looks kind of looking down at his chest wound, and all of a sudden there's a the flash of that like computer icon image, devil devil face over Batman.
0: What is that? That is. Yeah. Sorry.
1: No, no, in, please.
0: In the issue where Robin dies on that other planet, that famous issue where the Batman of Planet X, I think it's called, yeah. Yeah. he's a giant robot on that planet and he tries to kill Robin. And that is what Batman from Planet X looks like the bat, the original Batman of Zurinar. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That <laughs> issue is in the Black Casebook where Robin yeah. dies. Yeah. It's not Robin Dies at
1: Midnight, is it? robin dies at dawn or something but yeah i don't i don't know but those are all names that exist as issues in the last 90 years yeah
0: planet x whatever batman from planet x where this zero stuff shows up um that's what he looks like and he's like a big dumb looking robot um and the cover is him holding bloody bloody ass robin all like (laughs) it'd be
2: be so cool i don't know maybe they've already done it but they should release all of all of this run annotated
1: <laughs> yeah with morrison annotations would be so fucking cool but yeah. even yeah somebody else doing it could, could do that type of thing you're right yeah this would you guys that that's that shot of that helmet really does sort of start the final couple pages of this which is i think where the most kind of room for discussion exists what were you gonna say justin uh
0: yeah this is where it gets buck wild but what i was just yeah. gonna say is like would you guys go to the crossroads and sell your soul to the devil for thighs like that because I know I would.
1: I wouldn't necessarily do it for thighs like that, but an ass like that—oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that bad ass
0: though. Yeah, <laughs> that ass is bad.
1: Um, I can use
0: that ass.
1: Yeah. I'll oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we get we get Batman gets shot, and then like yeah, he sees that sort of computer representation face, you know, '80s looking computer stuff on projected onto the face of the bad Batman. And then Batman starts sort of saying thing, not here, not now, not this. And we're, te- you know, we're getting shots of a cardiogram thing. And then somehow somewhere in a black void, his fingers are spelling out "Zurin and R as we're seeing his heart get more and more erratic. And he looks to be unconscious. And then he sees the full written words "Zurin R as his heart, you know, is clearly having a heart attack. And then, uh oh! Now you've done it, and we get a full-page final shot of a Tony Daniels-drawn Batmite that says, "Now you're in trouble, Bruce." And I love Batmite, but I, I love know Bat-mite. Justin and Roman love Batmite. I fucking oh, yeah.
0: love
2: Batmite so much, man. Yeah, when we got to the end of that page, the end of that <clears throat> page before the final page, and just the big panel and it's Batman, a uh, Batmite's eyes, I was like, "Oh my God,
0: this is so sweet." Yeah, I love it. I love this whole R thing. I love this. This This is like where it gets so good for me personally. So laying on the couch yesterday, I was going, fuck yeah, because yeah, love that Batmite. Same with me
2: last night. Yeah, and then this is the It just, it's cool and it cracks me up that this final page by Tony Daniel here of this issue. it's It's the creepiest, most serious threatening Batmite that's ever been portrayed <laughs> that's what i was yeah. just
1: flipping through looking for was like is he portrayed this way later no. on he shows up in r.i.p and like no his horns are kind of like sideways he has this sort of like demi-demon look to him that is um very interesting
0: yeah, yeah his yeah, head really... shape
1: is weird
2: yeah 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 and it's weird having because you know he was batman's mixed mr mixipidilic mm-hmm. and he was just a little goofball imp <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so, threatening about him.
1: in that final shot that is the full page shot of batman that says now you're in trouble bruce there's two green eyes over his shoulder yeah what are those
0: um i don't know i don't know who that is let's see if he if that does bat might show up in the next issue i don't want to spoil he's this. not
1: in the next issue okay
0: no. that thing is that somebody from planet x i don't think it's given a name i don't think it's given any it's got like a functional explanation as to why it's there and you see it in better light in the third of, of issue of this arc. He actually,
1: um, there is one panel, two panels of Batmite in the following issue. And in one of those, in in all of those shots, there's those two green eyes right behind him.
0: Yeah. It belongs to a being that's in the next issue. Um, and like I said, I don't think it is given an identity, but it's given a, like a passing functional explanation to what, okay. what those are. Okay. Um, And it's
1: creepy. (laughs) So yeah, this this issue leads into you know the following issue, which I'm very excited to talk about tomorrow with all of you. But um yeah, I Justin, you're you're hot on this issue. Can you can you unpack that for me a little bit? I'm just
0: hot on on where the story like for me this is when they this is when Grant Morrison enters the stage. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm Grant Morrison. And I fuck with your head. Yeah. Like this is when that starts to happen and he starts to kind of put a more Grant Morrison stamp on things. Um, and so, you know, the, this is when we start to question the narrator a little bit more, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: Batman is narrator of his own life. And I love that. I love having, you know, mental realities and chronological realities maybe not overlapping or ones being more real than others and so we start to kind of have more of a a colorful explanation of time and and a a more colorful topography of batman's life um and now we have this extra dimensional imp that's coming in potentially to save bruce but bruce is also like fuck oh no um how insane and, am i <laughs> right what did i just do what happened i don't even know what's going on and i have a plan for everything um so yeah it it gets really pretty crazy here and i think that this issue does a good job of giving you like some action some like slowly as the issue goes on you start to question you know like what is this guy all about this satan batman what is he saying about the past and then it does a really good job of like unsettling you from what you think you know about Batman. Like you're like, okay, there's this devil mask thing that shows up. Batman's getting shot. He's writing weird gibberish words on a space wall. <laughs> um, and then, you know, some people probably don't know who Batmite is.
1: Yeah. yeah this, this was must probably, be, yeah, Roman, please. Yeah. This must've
2: been so confusing for people that, that <clears throat> weren't familiar with a lot of Batman history. Cause Batmite, you know, I was not. Before, before this issue, I don't know when the last time he might have shown up.
1: <laughs> I a, did you know. not know who he was.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's a goofball character from the 60s or the 50s, maybe. I don't know. Right.
1: I really like, I mean, a lot about this issue. I totally agree with your sentiment, Justin. I, I think that this is almost sort of like, okay, everyone, it's Grant here. Hey, everyone, Grant here. Um, if you haven't read the last year of what I've been doing read this issue because it kind of rejiggers some stuff around to a really palatable way of doing it because in the issue you know originally this was going to be like a 15 issue run 25 issue run it became so much larger than that it really feels like his compass is sort of set now starting with this issue of like where am i going what are like i know i've been teasing certain things but it, it seems like you know, in the several months of Batman Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul coming out, he really kind of filled out his plot graph or diagram of what the next big beats are. Yeah, I feel like if you haven't been reading the, st- reading the stuff before this, um, it adds to it for sure, but you almost could jump on here and you're really kind of getting into the the full full stage what Grant Morrison wants to do um, with a longer longer stage. And I also just like, I like that Alfred was like, you are really dating this lady. And he's like, well, you told me I should be dating people. He's like, I told you, you should be having random hookups, which is also not a <laughs> random you know, thing you'd expect Alfred to say. But I, it, you know, he's like, I just don't want that to get in the way of you being Batman. And I loved how effectively Grant threw in Batman can date and he can be doing these high profile things. And then the bat single can go up and he can be like, all right, tell her I overshot the penthouse and you lost me in the alleys. I thought it was good storytelling to include just a mechanic for being like, okay, like there's some explanation about how Bruce could be balancing both of these things. And I think otherwise in a lot of situations, they don't explain how he could be possibly packing one person's Mm. life. So full of crime fitting or crime fighting, uh, being a philanthropist and then also being, you know, someone who's out having all these dates
2: yeah Yeah. and that that was a nice throwback too to like the old comics where there would always be some kind at least couple panels explanation of going oh well
0: tell her this and cover for me and okay Okay. boss yeah (laughs) i think it also kind of shows the level of bruce's denial like he really wants to believe he can do both functionally and then (laughs) when when the time comes up he's like oh just tell her i overshot the penthouse like that's only gonna work so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I think like when Bruce has this like really flimsy explanation, it's kind of being like, Alfred, just humor me, please. Yeah. Throw me a bone. Like you know, so I think it kind of shows that Bruce maybe deep down knows like this is even an act for me. Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, well any any other thoughts before we get out of here and then uh, reconvene tomorrow for our our Joe chill in hell issue. That <laughs> night is really cute. He's very cute. He's a cute little weapon. In a very scary, threatening,
2: pee your pants kind of way. Yeah, but oh, yeah. he's got
1: such thick thighs for how I tall know. they are. You know, <laughs> they're know. short legs with thick thighs. <laughs> well, he's t- had the thigh battle, and he's
0: like, I ain't showing
1: up without yeah. doing
0: some some yeah. squats. Yeah.
1: And
2: his cute little pointy
0: toes or toe,
2: whatever that is, his foot.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. It's such an interestingly um outside of the tony daniels style that we ultimately get and i can't help but wonder if some of it i got like two pages in i was like oh is this we're back to andy kubert and then i was like oh no this is tony daniels and i, I think there is an attempt on daniels's part to sort of uh have some sort of through line of continuity style between his style and andy kubert's or and yeah andy kubert style
0: that's such an interesting op- observation because like i would say that this is this is for sure Tony Daniel, but this is not like his house style. Right. So maybe he's doing the grittier kind of more irrational choppy line and the kind of hairierness that um, you don't typically see in Tony S. Daniel's stuff to kind of mirror Cubert.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the capes especially are very reminiscent of that. Um, well, okay, unless we've got anything else to add to this, you know, we might as well send everybody on their merry way
2: no hey ho hi ho
1: hi ho hi ho (laughs) it's off to work i guess i don't know it's quarantine (laughs) we're all just hanging out um gosh well that one's in the books batman 672 thanks grant and tony for that one and thank you justin and roman for hanging out with me right now
0: oh yeah this is uh this is where you know we're we're like going from medium to like a full boil you know we're we're getting that the the little sediment starting to bubble up and now it's about to go into a rolling boil of Buck, buck wild wonky crazy stuff and i'm so excited bat
1: a, wild. a, a bat boil oh. oh um all right guys well thanks for joining me we will see everybody tomorrow on batman in quarantine um also worth mentioning You know, now that we're recording this, the podcast is live, they're coming out. I wanna give a huge thank you to Dan Panosian for doing the art that we're using um, on our podcast, a little visual graphic that looks great. Dan Panosian, you're an amazing artist. You all should, I guess if you're at this point in it, hopefully you're subscribed, but maybe tell a friend. It would be a huge help if you left a review, you know, just scroll down on your podcast feed and punch in a little star, Um, but it would help other people find this thing. And I'm excited about this because I think it is more widely accessible as a podcast than our maybe normal, perfectly acceptable podcast feed. But if you like this, uh, do check that out as well, where you can find Roman, Justin, and Django and various incarnations talking about the week's comics.
0: And let us know what you think about Bat Batmite in the comments section.
1: Oh, yeah, please, please send us an email. If you got questions, we'd love to hear them, record an audio message. But um, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow.